The year is 1988. Calgary, Canada hosts the Winter Olympics. John F. Kennedy Jr. was people's sexiest man alive. Bubble tape, Diet Mountain Dew, the McChicken, and Teddy Grahams all made their debut. And Brenda Song was born in Carmichael, California. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duff Presents Brenda Song. <laughs> I've been dying to finally announce that we're talking about Brenda's song. I know. Did you guess it? Not you, Hope. I, I'm I mean, speaking to the listeners. <laughs> oh, because I did have an inclination that it was going to be her. Imagine I just surprised you one day and whoever I bring up is who we have to talk about. Honestly, we could do that. We could Season like take three? turns. We could take turns picking who we're going to talk about. We totally could. And we it would be amazing. Everything we do yeah. is amazing. Right, Everything Hope? we do is amazing. Yes. Yes, Paige. <laughs> yes, I love you. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to History Duffs. We missed you last week. But here we are to talk about Brenda freaking song. Brenda Song, truly an icon of this era. She has been working. Working, yes. Watching some of her older work really makes me appreciate her because she has like a really varied resume. Like she didn't just get one TV show and stick with it. Like girl has been doing guest spots, reoccurring roles, like character arcs. Like I'm, I'm amazed. She really has. She's been grinding. And honestly, researching Brenda Song has made me realize just how big a fan I am of Brenda Song. Yes. You know, everything she's in, she makes better. But it's so rare that she gets to be like the star. So I didn't even realize how much I love her and how much I appreciate her talent until like watching her back to back to back to back in a bunch of different things. Yeah. And it does make you crave more uh, like roles where she's the center. Absolutely. 100%. We want more. Give us more. Brenda, give us more. Um, well, should we just get started? Yeah. In 1988? Sure. Yeah. She's born. She is born uh, March 27th, famously three days before my birthday. Oh, so um, she's an Aries. She is an Aries. She was born in Carmichael, California, which is a suburb of Sacramento. Does that mean that we know her moon too? We could probably calculate it. I'm sure we could. Well, wouldn't we have to know what time she's born? I think you need the time for rising. So I think we can okay. figure it out. You know much just... more about than I do about yeah. astrology. I've watched a lot more TikToks uh, than you. <laughs> uh, hey, I learned a lot from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have like a PhD in TikTok at this point. <laughs> um, but she was born to a Thai and Hmong family. Um, her grandparents are from Xiong the Xiong clan. Um, and they changed their name to Song once they moved to the United States. Oh, that's how you get Brenda Song. Yeah. Um, her parents were both actually born in Thailand, but met in Sacramento. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Um, her dad is a teacher and her mom was a homemaker. Is a homemaker? That, feel, that feels like an outdated term. I think stay-at-home mom, right? Or is it the other way around? Honestly, I think... Well, stay-at-home mom isn't an outdated term because people use it all the time. You're just probably used to seeing it as S-A-H-M. Yes, I have been seeing that a lot lately. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out what that meant. (laughs) I was like, what are all these Sams talking about? Why do all these Sams have kids? (laughs) Sam with an H in it. Yeah, I'm like, this is bizarre. What are you, Sam Levine with two Ms? (laughs) It reminds me of in uh, band, Band Slam. Vanessa Hudgens, her character's name Sam, but it, it's S A five M, and she always has to write it down. And she says the five is silent. <laughs> that does feel like a Vanessa Hudgens character. Yeah, she's I don't like think I ever grungy, saw like, Band You didn't see Band Slam? No, I don't think I ever saw Band Slam. It was filmed in Austin. I mean, maybe I saw it. Vanessa but... Hudgens, Ali Mashaka. Lisa Kudrow. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I saw it with you, actually. Scott Patterson. Not Scott Patterson. What's his name? I, I think Scott you Porter. had reaction. <laughs> I think you had this reaction when we lived together, and I think we watched it in our living room. It's that kind of coming right. back to me now. Bobby Bones. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? Bobby Bones? Yeah. Did I make you watch it for Bobby Bones, maybe? <laughs> I hope not. I think Bobby Bones is 
a tool. I'll say it. Don't let my mom hear you say that. I'm not impressed. I don't know. He came to my high school for like a volleyball tournament. And he was like, I remember being like, he was like, I'm Bobby Bones. And it's like, okay, well, no one knows what your face looks like. Okay. (laughs) You're a radio personality. He's big now. He's on like American Idol or something. I know he is big now. And I saw some sort of interview where he um, was dismissing Taylor Swift in a misogynistic way. So maybe that's adding to my. Yeah, that was always his. He always was like weird in interviews. He thought it was funny. I like like to think he's grown up. I like Amy. Yeah, Amy's great. In in Lunchbox. Yeah, heck yeah. Give me Booker or give me death. (laughs) (laughs) A little too dramatic. Okay. (laughs) Love it, though. Uh, So this isn't the Bobby Bones podcast. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about Brenda getting her start in the showbiz in 1994, the year of our Lord, my birth. So what does that make her six? She was six years old. She had a two-episode uh, arc on a little TV show called Thunder Alley. Hope have you ever seen Thunder Alley? No, and I need to know more. Me neither, and I am so upset that I can't find it anywhere. I can't find it on DVD. It's obviously not streaming anywhere. I couldn't even mm-hmm. find it, like, illegally. I also don't know how to find anything illegally, but... I typed no, in but Thunder you... Alley illegal download and nothing popped up. <laughs> you did not, Paige. I did not. I did not. Oh, my God. How to do something that is illegal. How <laughs> to steal a TV show? You wouldn't um, steal a car. Remember those commercials? Of course I do. And I was over here Googling how to steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I did. Even as a kid, I was like, don't tell me what I wouldn't do. Like, yeah. somebody is watching this and they would steal a car yeah you know that's how they get stolen in the first place you're alienate alienating your audience of car thieves when you make blanket statements like that you wouldn't steal a car i mean what if you were raised by a family of car thieves i mean that's offensive yeah like you wouldn't steal a car i wasn't going to until you doubted me oh because women can't steal cars watch me watch me steal a car (laughs) Exactly. I just watched all uh, the Fast and Furious movies. I feel like I could. <laughs> oh, I th- I, for a second, I thought you were going to like, I didn't watch Thunder Alley, but I did watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies. So it's pretty well, much the same thing. It is funny. This actually is a perfect segue um, because it is about a retired race car driver. Whoa. Hope like I know stepdad? you know some, ret- <laughs> some race car drivers. Yeah, my stepdad's a retired race car driver. I wonder if he's ever seen Thunder Alley. Yeah, should we have him he was on the around podcast in 1994 as, as a guest? He'd oh, yeah, be way too flattered. No, I can't stroke his <laughs> ego like that. Well, maybe I will because it's almost his birthday. Come on, we uh, love you so uh, bad. I, I do. I don't want to say do. his name. I do know it, but I don't want to dox him by saying his first name. I'll have him on the podcast when we cover Miracle in Lane Five. Miracle in Lane Two. Miracle in Lane Two. Actually, now that you said it out loud, Miracle in Lane Two is such a bad title because it sounds like a sequel. Miracle yeah. in Lane 2, back in the habit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Miracle in Lane 2, happily ever after. <laughs> Miracle in Lane 2, Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> okay, I've got it. Miracle in Lane 2, Dumb and Dumberer. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Actually, an appropriate one. Uh, Miracle in Lane 2, The Streets. That's really good. That's that is appropriate too. That actually you drive makes the on a most street. sense. You do drive on the street, <laughs> or I guess anyway. you can have them in the. Wait, I gotta say it in the Brie Larson. D-com. Right on track. Right on track. Thank you. I needed to yes. know the name. Yep. When we cover Beverly Mitchell, when we cover the whole cast of Seventh Heaven. <laughs> oh, in your dreams. In my dreams, truly. Um. We will get to talk about Seventh Heaven later on. Brenda Song was in two episodes of Seventh Heaven. But anyway. Oh, I, I know. I know. And I'm th- pretty sure we're covering Brenda just because you wanted to talk about Seventh Heaven. I was like, who could we talk about that's been on two episodes of Seventh Heaven? <laughs> exactly. Brenda Song. Anyway. Okay. Thunder Alley. It's about a retired race car driver whose recently divorced daughter moves back home with him and brings her three kids. Whoa, this is, that's actually a lot like my real life family. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if your mom has ever seen Thunder Alley. 
or um, if my stepsister has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it starred Ed Asner, Haley Joel Osment, and um, Andrew Keegan was on it for a little while, who we know and love from 10 Things I Hate About You, Camp Nowhere. As what person, Also though? from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> who is he? He's in 10 Things I Hate About You. No, but like, who is he in 10 Things I Hate About You? <laughs> He's Joey Donner. He's the Oh, model. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, you you yes. do know him. You do know him. Yeah, yeah. What's his he name? He was in a lot. Andrew Keegan. He's <laughs> wonderful. And I actually hope we do talk about him more because he, since um, retiring from acting, has kind of started a cult a little bit. Oh. Um, so that would be fun to talk about at some point. Let us know if you, you guys want to hear wonderful, us talk about You said wonderful, like you were about cult. to say something amazing that he's been doing. No, it'd just be wonderful for us to talk okay. about. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, it would be wonderful because he's an activist in like child acting. No, it's cult no, stuff. I meant more like he's done something that we've never talked about. <laughs> something <laughs> well, new I guess for we us. Could, we, could care, we could cover him and Jared Leto in tandem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Child stars who have started cults. Yeah, we could have a whole season. That's crazy that we can name two this quickly. <laughs> Truly. And you know what? I bet Salol Moon, if anyone was going to be in a cult, it'd be her. You know what Soleil I'm talking Moon about? Fry. Yes, thank you. Not With the name not- like Soleil Moon Fry, you would think. But as far as I know, she's pretty normal. Or actually, honestly, she probably is rebel. Like her name sounds too culty that she's rebelled against that. And her name is normal. literally Sun Moon Fry. Fry. <laughs> My three favorite things, the sun, the moon, and fries. <laughs> so what role does Brenda's song play in Thunder so, Alley? I'm so glad you asked because I don't know. Um, mm. Couldn't find really any evidence of her being on the show except for on IMDb saying that she was in two episodes. Um, the show only lasted for two seasons total. <laughs> for two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was just had a small uh, little arc, but... The um, actress who plays the recently divorced daughter originally was Felicity Huffman, but she was replaced. She was in the original (gasps) pilot, but she was replaced with Diane Verona for the first eight episodes. And then Diane Verona was replaced with Robin (laughs) Riker for season two, who Robin Riker has been in a ton of Disney Channel stuff. She was in Read It and Weep. Don't look under the bed. Brink, Austin and Allie. She's been in that Disney Channel uh, scene as well. What did you call Brink that one time? Brisk. Brisk. <laughs> oh, I can never remember that. I always want to be like Bronk. <laughs> I wonder if this is such a stretch, but I'm like, wow, Brenda and Haley Joel were in something together, and then. Brenda goes on to work with Emily Osment and, you know, the That's So Sweet mm. Life of Zach and Cody. Or, you know, they're all in the Disney Channel universe, too. Absolutely. I'm like, I wonder if that ever came up. Yeah. It had to, How- right? Right? I always Aren't you always that, talking though. about Thunder Alley? I mean, wouldn't you be like, oh, I worked with your brother? Yeah, don't you think? I guess it would be more helpful if we knew who Brenda was in Thunder Alley and, like, mm-hmm. Maybe if she had a you know some some scenes with had Hilly a scene Dolls, with him probably, but Haley Joelsman was like such a star. She I would I would tell him either way. I'd be like I was a background actor, right? You know, yeah, hundred percent with your brother. But that's also how like our ago. minds work. We're always thinking of connections and whatnot. Um, Six degrees. Also on this show, one of the children was an actress named Lindsay Felton, and this led me down. A rabbit hole that has absolutely nothing to do with Brenda Song. Do tell. Fair warning. Um, this Lindsay... is the uh, anything but Brenda episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels just because I couldn't watch Thunder Alley. So I had to do something. Um, Lindsay Felton was on a reality show years after Thunder Alley. Okay. She was on a reality show in 2008 that I watched. It was called Scream Queens. And it was a reality show for actresses to get a part in Saw 6. Wait, was it on MTV? Yeah, it was. I think I watched this. 
you probably did. I did the same thing. I was like, I think I watched this. And then I rewatched it all on Tubi. All eight episodes <laughs> are currently okay. on Tubi. Then let me ask, because the show mm-hmm. that I did watch, it was like a competition show for act- actresses. And I remember them screen testing this girl, not scream testing, screen mm-hmm. testing her and saying that she was too green. Mm-hmm. And they used the phrase too green. And that's the first I'd ever heard of that phrase. Did, oh. Do you recall? Was it, did that happen? I'm sure they called somebody too green. I'm sure they Is did. she a brunette? <laughs> there were some brunettes on this show. As a matter of fact, there were. Um, I yeah, don't remember exactly bringing who... back some memories here. Yeah, um, I loved Scream Queens, um, and I loved rewatching it in two thousand eight or the, in two thousand twenty three. But um, it is weird to watch. We've talked, you know, we've said before, like how bad it would be to be on a reality show, like nowadays, where we're like, I don't know what oh. I say half the time. Like, I don't want cameras mm-hmm. following me around. To be on a reality show in two thousand eight, though, I am like so thankful that that wasn't my fate because the things that these girls were saying it's wild like if i were them, the I culture would has come so such a long way in our lifetime alone and obviously it has so much further to go but like re-watching some of this brenda song stuff it's so yeah. much like fat shaming and like um ableism mm-hmm. and just like all different types of like veiled bigotry that was used as, or like really I'm saying jokes that are, or bigotry veiled in jokes yeah, that are used to just like make fun of anyone who's not incredibly thin and like white with blonde hair and blue eyes or at most a brunette. Yeah. It's actually wild. Like it is crazy to see it like with our adult lenses in this year, you know, it's, it is wild. Yeah. Especially because like when I was watching so many of this stuff originally, I wasn't in an adult's body either, you know? So I was just learning like, oh, when I get my body like this, when I develop, I hope I develop into this and not that because the media was shoving down our throats, like what was acceptable and what wasn't. And that's how little, little girls end up with eating disorders. Yes. It's just so apparent. And I really, I feel like there's a shift happening. I feel like we've already come a long way, but it's just like, it's, yeah, it's just a good reminder of how important it is. Absolutely. Especially in children's television and children's movies. Cause it's like we, when you're a kid, you can't think critically. You can't think like, what is the message that they're trying to give me? It's like, you just consume it and you're like, okay, this is good. This is bad. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. It's, man it's Oof. crazy um glad we're we're talking about it we're doing the lord's work here we're you literally we're so on her we're, we're on her first <laughs> her first like tv appearance and we're already on our like diatribe about i know I'm so <laughs> about <sorry>. like <laughs> um let me just give a few fun facts about thunder alley this is all the fun facts i could pull out of yes, uh, yes, imdb yes um well first of all Lindsay felton and andrew keegan were both nominated for young artist awards actually okay in 1995 which is great um the characters of claudine and jenny were named for the mothers of jonathan taylor thomas and zachary ty bryan because this show came from the same team that did home improvement so they Sorry. named two of the characters after jonathan taylor thomas and zachary ty bryan's moms but but were they in this project they were in home improvement okay but and so but the same team no so the same they were team just like did... we love your moms yeah oh yeah how, how funny though yeah well i mean home improvement was on for so long so i'm sure that they got to know their moms really well you know it's probably it's probably a there's yeah probably it's more just funny it because that, that it's just funny that they're not then in it yeah no well it was no. it was at the same time as home improvement they like tie they it I see. Came on after Home Improvement. It was like a block of television. I think they really wanted to, not the naming after the moms thing, but otherwise really wanted to like associate Thunder Alley with Home Improvement to help with, you know, ratings. And apparently it did help. I guess that was, they said that was a part of the reason Thunder Alley was successful for a couple of years. Thanks, Um, Janelle. And then finally, 
season two of Thunder Alley was almost entirely directed by Robbie Benson, who is also an actor who you might know from Ice Castles and was also the voice of Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Whoa, wait, what's Ice Castles? Ice Castles was a movie from the 80s. It was like an ice skating movie. Oh, okay. I thought you were just mispronouncing Ice Princess. No, Ice Castles. Hmm. Sounds like an Ice Princess. It's for the moms that listen to the pod. It's for like your mom. Your mom will be like, oh yeah, Ice Castles. I remember that. I don't know. And we're going to name characters after the moms who listen to this pod. (laughs) We're going to name them Claudine and Jenny. Yeah, exactly. But not for Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Zachary Tybryne, just because... Just for also, us. Jonathan Taylor, Thomas, Zachary, Ty, Brian, they each have three first names. <laughs> Very hard. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got about Thunder Alley. Fair enough. I mean, makes sense. Uh, in 1995, she then does two more episodes of another show called Fudge, which another I show? know nothing of. <laughs> Another show that I could not find, but, um, I, it was based on, um, the work of Judy Bloom. <gasps> I love Judy Bloom. Yes. And so I remember, um, you know, this past year, uh, are you there? God, it's me. Margaret was adapted into a movie and mm-hmm. I was reading about that. And there, I found an article that, where they actually talk about fudge and the production of fudge. Oh, so I'm just going to read a little bit from this article. It is from um, Lisa Lehman wrote this article. It's from Collider.com. Um, but this is what it says. Uh, Bloom also remarked to Entertainment Weekly that the few forays into adapting her work for television, namely a series named Fudge, inspired by her books like Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, were so trying for her that they tainted the idea of adaptations, period. There was also an agent that Bloom worked with who discouraged the author from making dramatic pursuits of Hollywood adaptations. All these factors collided to ensure that Bloom became wary of the idea of seeing her work translated into film mediums. Unsurprisingly, given how much trouble she had, oh my gosh, an ad just popped up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not for you listeners, though, just for Paige. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Unsurprisingly, given how much trouble she had on the Fudge program, The one pre-2023 instance of her books getting adapted into a movie had a screenplay, Tiger Eyes, penned by Judy Bloom and her son, Lawrence Bloom. So for years, basically, Judy Bloom has been trying to get her books adapted into movies and TV shows, and she's never had success with it. People have wanted to make it, but she's never trusted somebody Mm -hmm. enough, basically, to, like, bring it to life. Yeah, it's Um, like the Lizzie... McGuire show situation it's like people want to be doing it but you can't get the collaboration right yeah absolutely um so for are you there god it's me margaret eventually she gave the rights to kelly freeman craig who was the writer director of edge of 17 if you saw that one um and she actually reached out to judy bloom about how much she loved the book and how much she wanted to turn it into a movie and so judy bloom trusted her enough with the material basically to make it into a film but she even said that judy bloom said that she had to wait until the kids who loved the books grew up and were then making the decisions before she would oh my let God. them turn oh, that's into so sweet i know isn't that like that's beautiful, beautiful? because she's like it's it's theirs it's for yeah. them so the only people that she can trust are like the young minds that she helped form. <laughs> yeah. And so now they're old enough and they're like, the that's like gorgeous. Like I know emotional. And that's why we don't see a lot of Judy Bloom adaptations. And apparently this fudge project was so bad for her that she it like tainted uh, everything. Do you think it was Brenda's while. fault? Yeah. And she actually named Brenda's song. She's like seven-year-old Brenda song <laughs> made it so hard for me. Why, why did we have a seven-year-old producing this thing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. I know it's got really very little to do with Brenda, but I think it's really sweet. And we're talking about Judy Bloom. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, fully talking about it. That's amazing. Cool. Quick Judy Bloom anecdote. Um, in 
the Mary Kate and Ashley movie, Our yes. Lips Are Sealed. Oh, yeah. I believe <laughs> it's um oh maybe not Our Lips Are Sealed, but I believe okay. they're like in Australia or no, they are at Atlantis. Okay. Oh, okay. Holiday in the Sun. Holiday in the Sun. Thank you. And her romantic love interest, Mary Kate or Ashley's, I don't remember, is mm-hmm. named Griffin. Yes. Which is the worst name for me because that's my mm-hmm. brother's name. So like mm-hmm. immediately, yuck. Immediately not into it. But they're about to have their very first kiss. And the guy just goes, Judy Bloom. And then leans in for a kiss and kisses her. Do we know the context? Well, the context is that earlier they had been talking about Judy Bloom oh. and that Mary Kate or Ashley was a fan. And then he does like a callback where he's just like, Judy Bloom. It's, <laughs> he could it's... even like quote Judy Bloom or something. <laughs> no, he pretty much just says Judy Bloom and then goes in for a kiss. And so that became a joke with like me and my friend in seventh grade who I haven't spoken to in years. She probably doesn't even think about it. I think of it every time I see the name Judy Bloom. I think Judy Bloom. <laughs> wow. Leaning in for that kiss. I remember Griffin from Holiday in the Sun. I'm sorry that that's your brother's name, but he was like the cutest of Mary Kate or Ashley's love interests. <laughs> I know. I know he was. Same same happened in iCarly. There was a cute Griffin there and I was like, nope. Yeah, I get it. Anytime there's a Connor or a Garrett, it's like a non-starter, you know. I kissed a guy named Griffin once and immediately threw up. So because of his name? Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated. Mm. No, I believe it was because of his name. I think I learned my lesson there. Did he say Judy Bloom before you kissed Judy him? Bloom? He did. <laughs> but that actually made me fall in love with him. So oh, complicated. It was complicated. Yeah. Kind of the um, way to my heart. Hope, can I ask a favor? Yeah. Would you mind telling me about Santa with muscles? <laughs> Would you mind stop talking about Judy Bloom? Because <laughs> that would be amazing. No, I'm just dying to hear about 1996's Santa with muscles. It is insane. <laughs> it's called watched... Santa with muscles. I'm sure it's insane. Yeah. I mean, do you want to take a stab at what, what, it, what goes on in this? Okay. Um, I think that it's about, um, a mall Santa, a sexy mall Santa. No, Mm -hmm. it's about, um, you know, firefighters do those like calendars. Yes. Okay. It's the, it's December. It's Mr. December from a firefighter calendar. And he finds out that, um, the, the town Santa's Mm -hmm. not coming to the town for one reason or another we're not trapped in a fire he's trapped in a fire sure yes okay there you go and so um the rest of his firefighter uh squad go to help santa out Mm -hmm. of the fire and it's up to mr december to deliver the presents presents wow around town did i nail it oh no i hope he doesn't fall in love with anyone (laughs) oh yeah i didn't even think about that not someone who's forgotten the meaning of Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so you're not totally wrong. Although I, I just want to say that sounds like an amazing Hallmark movie. So let's save that. Guys, yeah. that's copyrighted. Don't steal that from Paige. Yeah, we're already working on it. I'm going to tell you what uh, Santa with Muscles is actually about. And I wrote okay, kind of like idea. a stream of consciousness uh, summary. So mm. I'm going to read from that. Okay. Hulk Hogan is the eccentric, rich asshole who makes his staff fight him. Oh, yeah. So the movie starts at a mansion and Hulk Hogan is like (laughs) fighting uh, butlers and drivers and the personal chef. Oh, no. Every person who could work in a in a home in an estate like he fights. Is does Hulk Hulk Hogan play himself? No, he's playing a character. He's playing a character. We'll call him Santa. Well, Hulk Hogan is appropriate. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we it starts with him fighting all of these people. So you assume that he's breaking into the house, and mm. then you learn that actually it's the guy who owns the house, and he just makes his staff fight him. Got it. Okay, that's kind of okay. a fun opening. 
yeah, it was it was a big fight scene. It was it went on for a long time. Okay. <laughs> and they said rule of threes, no, rule of fives. Um so then what happens, and then this is kind of a blur, but suddenly he's like running from the cops or okay. like bookies. Either way, mm. rich guy is now running through uh, a mall, which is having a like let's take pictures with Santa event. I was closer okay. with Mall Santa. You were, yeah. Dang so it. we've got we've got Mall Santa kind of. So cut to we're with the elves, and the elves are like, "Oh no, Santa's not here. Someone better be Santa." So the mall Santa, oh, the the mall elves are saying this. Yes. Okay. Now, okay. one of the mall elves is the main elf, and it's Don Stark, who's, do you, do you remember uh, Donna's dad from that 70s show? Yeah. That's Heck him. Yeah. Okay, so he's the main elf. And we learn that he has a gambling problem, and he needs, like, an extravagant amount of money by you know, the end of the week to some bookies. Okay. Okay. So somehow in the mall, they run into each other. Hulk Hogan is like, was running from the cops and the elf was running from the bookies and they end up like crashing into each other. And Hulk Hogan uh, loses his memory and he gets amnesia. Oh no. Yes. Okay. And he is, also, he was dressed as Santa during this scene because while he was running from the bad guys, he like put on a Santa costume to like hide. Yeah. So then when he wakes up in the Santa costume and he's with the elf with the gambling problem, the elf tells him he's Santa and he like full heartedly believes it. Okay, love and... this so far. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the elf knows who he is. He's like, he recognizes him mm. because he's like a famous, like billionaire. Okay. Okay. So he's like taking him under his wing so that he can like manipulate him and steal his money. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then somewhere in all of this, there's also an, an additional bad guy named Mr. Frost played by Ed Begley Jr. <gasps> I love Ed Begley Jr. He's amazing. Oh. Okay, so he Ed Begley Jr. has a team of evil scientists who are like mysteriously trying to buy up the entire town. And mm. they have like a map and there's like a big red X of like the one spot that they have that's left in the town that they need to buy. It's giving Hannah you know Montana it? the movie. Yeah. Well, what 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 do you think the property is that they need to buy? The mall. An orphanage. Oh my god gosh mm -hmm. and this orphanage is home to mila kunis wow for that 70s show but it's a young mila kunis obviously i figured and we've got adam wiley who oh wow in the very first ever decom so that's kind yes, of fun that is fun and oh my gosh we have the girl who is the voice of ducky from land before time oh yeah okay they're the three orphans okay also there's like the the team of scientists like one of them has superpowers and she can shoot electricity from her hands mm. Mm -hmm. of course yes okay naturally <laughs> oh my gosh i have some quotes here i want you to guess um which of these quotes is uh, not real. Okay. He's the richest rich guy I've ever seen. That would be um, Don Stark um, about Hulk Hogan. We still have one more problem. The orphanage. Round up your troops and let's see if we can get our little friends to adopt a new attitude. Whoa. Or... You're a lot more fun when you're away from those homeless little losers. And that was a bad guy about orphans. Are they all real? Yeah, they're pretty much all real, except <laughs> I did it. I embellished the first one a little bit because I realized I'd written three accurate quotes. 
Uh, he says he's the richest guy in 10 states, which is oh. <laughs> weirdly specific. Which 10? But literally, this bad guy calls them homeless little losers. Yeah, oh my gosh. He's talking about, about the Mila Kunis. He's talking about orphans. Like, it's just so yeah. insensitive and insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this movie is very strange. Essentially, Hulk Hogan becomes, like, the protector of this orphanage. And he still believes that he is Santa. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the foster parents who live at this home are very nice. But they're also, like, letting this man who thinks that he's Santa, like, take care of these right. children. Right. And it's it's just, like, so insane. It's crazy. It's a crazy movie. Um, but do you want to know what Brenda Song's up to in it? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. She uh she's one of the little girls who sits on Santa's lap. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I she's she's in it. She's in the movie for about 10 seconds probably mm-hmm. uh total, but she's very cute and she like asks Santa for something and not much happens and with that. I hope she got it. And all we can do is hope. She got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild movie though. It's that wild. Sounds wild. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, it 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 is one of those movies that you're like, am I on drugs? Like <laughs> it feels like I should have watched it with people just to keep me like grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I've seen some of those. Man, well, but thank it's you. Very fun and of the era. <laughs> I love it. It's Christmas in July here on History Duffs. Aw. And now we're going to segue into small talk, which is also in 1996. Um, I didn't watch it. I, there are a lot of episodes of this show. It's basically like a kid say the darndest things. Yes. It we like talk to kids and they say funny stuff. I was trying to watch this and Mm -hmm. I somehow I got my way onto like 1996 small talk episode 28 and I'm like okay maybe Brenda will be in this and I'm watching it and it takes me a minute to realize that they're all British yeah <laughs> I was watching like the BBC version and well, it took me a while it was, to like, be an like English show maybe they tried to do it in America I think they tried to do it in America and that there's just less evidence got you it is it is cute and funny but it's also a little weird because you're not just like kids say the darndest things it's like the adults are playing a game based off of it. So it's like they ask the adults, like, which of these kids do you think knows how long a pregnancy lasts? So then the adults have to be like, "Mm, I think Mika knows what's going on. Or "Mm, I don't think Thomas knows what's up. And they have to like guess if they're going to get it right. And then you watch the answer and it's like funny. It is really funny, but it's also like kind of, I've never seen a game where it's like, children are being played against they're like betting it's like betting on horses but you're betting on kids (laughs) they're literally betting on kids I bet Brenda was the smartest when she was on what do you think I bet she was the smartest and the cutest I would love to see that footage if we have any small talk heads out there with footage from 1996 I know you're listening Brenda this song (laughs) come on don't hold out Wait, I'm getting a call. Is that is that you, Miss Song? <laughs> she pops up on the Zoom, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to let her in. <laughs> we get the notification. She hacked her way into the Zoom. It's like Brenda's song is the host now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's 1996. Well, that's 1996. 1997, she's in a short film called The White Fox. Did you watch it? I couldn't find no. it. No, yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find it either. Do what? Do we know anything about it? We know that it was written and directed by Elizabeth Sung. Okay, um, Sung which... and Song. Oh my god, that's so cute! I didn't even think about that. That's cute. That is cute, and it. it was also I, co-written by Peter Tulipan. Uh, so Brenda Love Song plays Fox Fairy. And then in parentheses, younger. So I guess she played like a young version of someone. There's like a cute picture of her. Um, but yeah, no, I can't even get like, in a, uh, I haven't even been able to find like a, what's the word, a summary of what it was about. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a short film from 1997. Like it probably doesn't really exist on the internet. Like there's probably, it's probably never been, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised it's even on IMDb. But we love to support women in film. So good for you, Elizabeth Sung. Yeah. And thanks for casting our girl, Brenda. Yes. Thank you so much. Cast us next. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Well, then I watched another film that she was in. Leave it to Beaver. I loved me some Leave it to Beaver growing up. Really? This, the specifically the 1997 movie? movie. I didn't even realize it was a TV show for a very long time. <laughs> You're like, why are all these adults referencing this amazing movie from yeah. 1997? Man, love Leave it to Beaver. I really only remember that Eric Von Detten is in it. Yes. And also Erica Christensen, is she in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, and then that's there's his love interest, Karen. One scene where Beaver gets stuck in like a coffee cup on a yes. restaurant or something. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's what happens. He gets, <laughs> really stuck with me. He gets tricked into like climbing into this coffee cup, essentially. Uh, and it's, it's like on funny. top of a restaurant, right? It's like yes. part of like their their sign or whatever. Exactly. It's their sign and and the bullies who stole his bike are like trying to like push him into climbing up there so that they can like leave him stranded up there. It's so dangerous. That's mean. But it was the it's 1950s. Funny too. They have well, no, it's not, because this is what's interesting about the Leave It to Beaver movie is that the original TV show is set in the 50s, but in the Leave It to beaver movie it makes it look like the 50s but then they reference things that are happening in the 90s like they talk oh, about it's like, sort of like napoleon dynamite yeah it's just like american idealism but they still have like the backstreet boys and like madonna mm. and stuff cute it's almost like pleasantville vibes i was gonna like, say pleasantville next okay nice. yes yes Love exactly that. um let me pull up my notes oh yeah <laughs> i wrote is this the kid from Hocus Pocus? No, it's Eric Von Dutton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't that big of a brisk fan growing up, so you probably didn't recognize him. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, essentially, Brenda has a very small role in this movie as well. I don't remember she's, her at all. She's in uh, Beaver's classroom. Like, she's in his class. Inside note, what's funny is that his character is named Beaver, you know, Beaver Cleaver, but his parents and his family members refer to him as the Beaver. Hmm. Even his own mother, which I find very odd because even the teacher makes a point to call him Theodore. That's his real name. And his mom is like, there's a problem with the Beaver. It was the 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I'm like, when did the Beaver become? The Beaver is weird because- Leave yeah. it to the beaver doesn't sound good. No, and it's not leave it to the beaver. No, I know. So it's like, it, why yeah. not just call him beaver? I don't know. It's weird. It'd be like your parents saying, the hope is weird. It's like, what? Yeah, no. Anyway, they're in the class, like their second grade classroom or whatever it is. And the te- the new teacher asks them, you know, please stand up, introduce yourself like when I'm doing the roll call and tell me how your summer was. So the first name that she calls is Brenda Songs. Her character's mm. name is Susan, something that starts with an A, I assume. B. Anthony. <laughs> no, I don't No, I'm not sure. Not sure about I think that. I've heard of her. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, my family went to the Grand Canyon and then my grandma died. Not at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> And then she's like, everyone was really sad about it, except for my dad, because my grandma always told him that he didn't make enough money. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Susan. Susan. That's and then she cute. sits down. And the next kid also says something like kind of dark and is like, I, my parents sent me away to summer camp. And then when I came back, my dad had moved out. But now dad's back, but he lives in my room. So I sleep on the couch. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And my dog got run over by a car. Literally, like, it's it's exactly like that. And then the beaver, like, does his little announcement. And he's so cute. And he's like, oh, um, and no one in my family died. And he sits down. 
It's just Aww. like so funny. Kids can be so morbid and also just like offhanded about stuff like death. Like the three-year-old I babysit, I told me a story the other day. She was like, the kids went into the woods and they died. And I started <laughs> laughing and then she started crying. She was upset. She didn't want Aww. me laughing at her story, which was, Fair. was a good story though, girl. Yeah. Comedic wow. genius. Uh, but yeah, Eric Von Detten. Love him. Josh Bryant. Josh Bryant. Diaries. Never forget. Aw. Aw, yeah. Brenda has that one little speech, and I can just imagine her, like, nailing her audition as a little kid. Right. It's, it's, she's doing, like, one or two things every year. She's working. Yeah, and I also Patient. think that's probably the best for child actors like a thousand percent yeah absolutely it has to be right you know just small because they couldn't have needed her on set more than two days like no so she's still getting to go to like normal school most of the time yeah that's yeah that's good that's important just it seems like it was just like a fun experience for her for the for eric von detten and whoever plays beaver probably a different experience but yeah probably probably pretty busy but just a day of work love it sign me up okay i have to work for just one day you're hired and then 1998 she's not she's not really doing anything she's like nine years old so she's pretty washed up at this point <laughs> she's yeah, a so husband of the brenda song era of the pod <laughs> been there done that um, but she comes back to she comes out of retirement in 1999. Uh, she decided that even though <laughs> she had been so successful that she was going to keep going. And she's in one episode of the TV show called Once and Again. And the episode is called There Be Dragons. Have you um, ever seen this show or heard of it? No, never. And yeah, especially I've never heard of a song called There Be Dragons. Oh, well, it's the name of the episode. It's not the song. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that here's the theme song, There Be Dragons. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes Got sense. Got it. Okay. No, that's okay. No. Uh, <laughs> I just happened to have the theme song and the episode was There Be Dragons. Like, wow, what is this show about, There Be Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like about a, a blended family and you'll never believe who it stars. Brenda. No, but it's someone, oh. do you want to guess? Someone who is in... The Vanity Fair cover shoot with Hillary Duff and Raven. Okay. And Not Amanda. someone we've covered. Not someone that we've covered. Alexis Bledel. No. Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Nailed and the it. episode that Brenda's in, though I could not find it, I did find a description of the episode. Okay. Um, And it's the episode where Evan Rachel Wood gets her first period oh man oh man and that's all i know (laughs) (laughs) okay and that's kind of all there is to know right yeah that's it sounds like that's all we're gonna get (laughs) we can beg and beg that's all we're gonna get unless evan are you listening can you evan release the tapes release them <laughs> please evan girly this just becomes us begging <laughs> mega stars to send us copies of their tv shows and movies we can't find they probably don't have copies either why would they i would but it's hard to get copies of everything that you've been in yeah certainly certainly now it's uh, easier yeah for sure well everything's online now but like i couldn't find for not example, once and again <laughs> The episode of Mad TV where where Brenda appears. It's a Halloween special and she plays a trick-or-treater. And I just really want to see oh, I really want to see her say trick-or-treat. Yeah. So if we have any Mad TV heads who love Halloween specials, let us know. Nicole Sullivan. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> it's the only Mad TV cast member I can think of at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's I couldn't think of any, nor did I even recognize that name when you said it. I what about that was your friend? <laughs> <laughs> what maybe it's not cut it out if it's not Nicole Sullivan. I'll check. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not so sure. 
Um, what about popular? Oh, I would love to tell you about popular. Have you ever seen it and or heard of it? No, no, no and no. <laughs> and I need you to, because I okay. watched this episode of TV and I was like, what? Okay. Sold? We have to discuss this, but okay. this probably wasn't the best example of the show because it is a Christmas episode and it's like a Christmas Carol themed episode. So it's like the mean girl goes through the Mr. Scrooge treatment. Gotcha. And they fully like, they definitely were using words from the original Dickens because I'm like, there's <laughs> no way the teen character was said hark and stuff like mm. that. Um, bah humbug. Bah humbug. But popular is a Ryan Murphy show from 1999. This is, I'm having deja vu. Have we talked about this show before? No. I mean, not that I know of. Okay. I believe you. But it's like a show that I never knew existed. And it seems to be about like two teenage girls who become stepsisters. And they are like very opposite Mm, of each other. And so, you know, of course they butt heads, that whole thing. Yeah. Um. Sarah Rue is in it. She's, you'd recognize her. Okay. Um, She's supposed to be like the quote unquote, like too overweight to be on the cheerleading team. Uh, the Brianna. Yeah. And they act like she's like, you know, a loser and all this stuff. But essentially it's really just a weird show. I'm sorry. I'm like struggling to talk about no, it. No, it's but okay. The I'm mean curious. girl. The mean girl, the Scrooge, like bullies Sarah Rue. And in Christmas's future, she like sees that she like died and she has to like go back, go back and like fix it. And then like let her joining, let her join in on the cheerleading team. Oh, the bullied girl dies? Yeah. She has to let her on the team so she doesn't die? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure for like a kid. Yeah. And they make it seem like it's. They make it seem like she bullied her to the point of suicide is kind yeah. of the way that they, but then she's like gangrene is a real killer. And it's like, wait, so she died of gangrene. E- either uh-huh. way, uh, they let her join the, the cheerleading team, which is good because all the other girls were tired of being mean and wanted to let her on the team, but it is very bizarre. And essentially the mean girl has like a mean best friend who died the year before and she died of anorexia and they're like super glib about the whole thing and they even have flashbacks to when she's alive and she's like making her friends say of course I miss her like she taught me everything I know everything I she taught me everything I know she's literally saying okay that's what you have to say at my funeral and like when I die I'm gonna die beautiful at 16 oh gosh yeah it's like this bizarre like romanticized anorexia I don't know it's like I can't tell if I'm watching like a parody or right is it I mean Ryan Murphy does a lot of like dark comedy like maybe it was supposed to be funny yeah it's kind of all of that mixed with um what is that movie with Evan Rachel Wood actually? Pretty Persuasion. Um, Persuasion. It's kind of like it's kind of in that vein where you're like, wait, what's happening? What's, yeah, you know, yeah, very an unreliable really, narrator really, in that one. I need us to watch the first episode of Popular, okay, and like so we can understand it because I just saw this random Christmas special. Oh, and right. the role that Brenda Song plays is flashback villain origin story of the girl the mean girl the scrooge yeah it's brenda song bullying her as a child and what happens is is that the mean girl walks in the cafeteria with like her tray of food and no one will let her sit with her and then brenda song like turns to one of the girls and is like let's get her and what they do is they put their foot out so that she trips yeah. She trips in such a way that her food lands like right where her face is going to land so that she then gets oh. like food all over her face. Okay. So then Brenda and her other mean girl friends, and they're all dressed as Girl Scouts, by the way, start encircling them and like 
walking around this girl in circles, taunting her and insulting her and saying mean things to her. And then you see like footage of this girl when she's grown up saying the things that were said to her. It's like harrowing. I mean, yeah. But yeah, 10 seconds of Brenda and I've opened my eyes to an, a whole new world that is popular. And what's really fun is that there is an Amanda connection in popular. What is it? Do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you? Oh, like who it could be? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Sam Levine? <laughs> Honestly, you were closer with, I think, you were, your initial guess that you stopped yourself from saying. Tell me. I need to oh. know. Okay. Are you... Are you sure? It's Leslie Grossman from What I Like About You. Oh, okay, fun. She plays a Southern character named Mary Cherry. Mary Cherry, that's cute. It's very Mary Berry. Um, and Mary, what was the girl from Mary Fairy? Was she from Unfabulous? Oh, that sounds right. Oh my gosh. I think, yeah, yeah I think you're right. So we love a rhyming name. Wow. Amazing. But yeah, okay. I love that we have a Leslie Grossman connection with Brenda connecting mm -hmm. us to Amanda. So we're still in our, in our Duffiverse, no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Love that. I love us. Yeah. I, I love, love our us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I have to say about popular until you watch it and then we can discuss right. it more. No, I'm super curious. I totally will. I'll check it out. Is it just on, where'd you watch it? Just YouTube? I put a, I'll send you a link. Okay. It is hard mm. to find. It is hard to find. <laughs> just type in popular illegal download. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> gotta be hard because it's like, how, what do you search for a popular TV show? <laughs> exactly like vampire diaries like what popular <laughs> christmas carol episode <laughs> popular oh, brenda so song yes she is popular <laughs> what's your point um okay well i think we should wrap up 1999 allow me to tell you about 100 deeds for eddie mcdowd please so 100 deeds for eddie mcdowd is a show about a talking dog Oh, which we love. Um, I'm, you know what? I um, am going to read you the opening monologue. They do mm. like an opening, you know, over the like theme song. They do like a little monologue to like tell you what the show's about. So I'm just going to read that because I think it summarizes it well. And is this the dog speaking? Yeah. Okay. It'll become clear in the first sentence. <laughs> oh. I'm Eddie McDowd. I'm a dog and I talk. <laughs> <laughs> subtle <laughs> i used to be a kid a bad kid but then i messed with the wrong guy he turned me into a dog can you believe this that freak turned me into a dog to be a kid again i have to do 100 good deeds and the only person who can hear me talk is the last person i picked on now i'm living with this kid and his family they love me, but they treat me like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically 100 Wait, Deeds for Eddie McDowd in a nutshell. Does the kid know? Does the kid he bullied know that he's so, a dog? I kind of remember this, I think. In the first episode, we see like the kid get bullied by the bully. And then we see the bully get turned into a dog. The kid basically goes to like the animal shelter and adopts this dog he can hear him talking so he's like i'm i guess i've got to adopt the one that i can hear talking yeah, and once he brings do? him home he realizes it's eddie mcdowd now question yeah is this a live action show or a cartoon it's a live action show what did it stream on or air on as they would say <laughs> is it like um, nickelodeon or like it's definitely and... nick vibes let me check it out because i don't want to give you misinfo you know that's not what we're here to do yeah stop spreading fake news about 100 deeds for eddie mcdowd <laughs> i would I never want to do that brings up so many like philosophical questions actually that as a child i could see that kind of just boggling your mind yeah yeah absolutely 
Like um, we're talking about morality and transfiguration. <laughs> it was Nickelodeon. Okay. So interesting that Brenda was a Nick kid before she was a Disney kid. Didn't even think about that. Oh, don't get um, me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but. um, Brenda plays the main kid, the one that got bullied. That's now Eddie McDowd's owner. Um, She plays oh. his like best friend and she's like literally a genius. She's like a super, like a whiz kid. And she's like his oh. only, his only friend at school. Oh, so does she have like, she has like a recurring role in this show. She's in 19 of 41 episodes. So this was her oh. first like big TV gig, I would say. Yeah. Someone's More than working. just like a guest star. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone's doing show, homeschool on set. The show also, oh yeah. I forgot to mention that as a dog, Eddie McDowd wears like a studded cuff and like a studded cuff like on his paw and like a bandana <laughs> because he's a bad boy. <laughs> Wait, but so how, did he, how did he get those things? Or just when he was transformed, did they appear with him? Um, I don't remember. It's they, okay. it's not like a thing. They're not like, look at my studded cuff. It's just like the dog oh. wears a studded cuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to show that it's not really a dog. It's a right. bad boy. It's a boy. <laughs> but his family, well, they treat me like a dog. What about Eddie's family? Do they are they not upset that he's a missing child? I didn't watch every single episode. I but I they no mention. Zero mention of Eddie's family in the episodes I watched. Oh my god, I would love like a spin-off TV show about just like the crisis <laughs> what is, at, what their at the home. Through. Yeah, the family is like on the phone with like police and private investigators and like they're probably identifying bodies at hospitals and like oh my God, Eddie McDowd's no. just like, sorry, he's just doing like little, little tricks and treats like your mom's worried about you. It was it was a uh, uh, oh, the also in the show, uh, Danny Tamborelli, another Amanda connection, Danny Tamborelli from uh, Pete and Pete. Also from the Mighty Ducks. Oh, you He's, love the Mighty Ducks. I love the Mighty Ducks. Um, Seth Green. Really? Yeah. He is the voice of the dog. <laughs> That's interesting because Seth and Brenda work together later on on the TV show Dads. Oh, there you go. We love it. We love a we love a connection. Um, wow. They're like good friends. Like in real life? Yeah, we'll talk. I don't want to spoil our our intel for the dad's episode, but they're close friends. I can see that for them. Um, also in the cast is Allison Hannigan, who, if you remember, what? she what? and Seth Green were both in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Willow so and pretty fun. and Oz. what's his? Oh, Willow and Oz. Wait, so how old is Seth when he's doing like? approximately like is he a kid or is he an well, adult as the voice he is just doing the voice they have another kid who like plays eddie mcdowd in human form like in bully form right but i'm just like is seth green an adult at this point or is he like a teen yeah no he's okay. he's like a grown-up he is 14 years older than brenda oh, okay and brenda's like they're like middle schoolers would you say yeah they're middle schoolers certainly Wow. Yeah. I um, want to watch. Yeah, check it out. It's some brave uh noble soul posted like the whole thing on YouTube and all the comments are like, "Thank you so much. I've been looking for this show." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, watch what? it while you can before it gets taken down. <laughs> 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd to the Streets. <laughs> it's cute. There's like a little old man who like shows up and he's like, you are bad and you have to now do these 100 deeds. He's like a little magical guy, you know? Um, and at like the end of each episode, when Eddie has done a good deed, mm -hmm. they like incorporate it somehow. So there's like a shot of the old man, like chopping hedges and the hedges are like the numbers 96 or whatever. So it's like counting oh, down wow. his good deeds. Wow. Wait, question. Mm -hmm. Which Hillary Duff movie is this most similar to or anything from the Duffiverse? Because I, I'm sure that's mm. a hard question. It is a hard question. I'm trying to think of anything just with like a talking animal. Oh, I've got it. Ding, ding, ding. Dr. Doolittle. Oh, obviously from our Connecting Raven era. To our Raven era. 
love it. Give anything with a talking animal. <laughs> Didn't you I watch like all three of those Doolittle movies? <laughs> have they ever made any movies about talking animals? No, it doesn't seem mind. like something kids would like. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last fact about 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Um, most uh, most of the episodes, honestly, were directed by Paul Hohen, who is the director that I have seen the most movies from because he's directed a ton of DCOMs, <laughs> including all of the zombies movies. Your favorite movies. But I've seen like 30 movie like Paul Hohen movies or something crazy. If you look on my letterbox, he's my number one like most watched director. <laughs> you should let people follow you there. Like post the link. It's so embarrassing. You can, but just know it's humiliating every time I have to add something <laughs> to Letterboxd. I the other day I was at game night and I one of my friends from college was there with his wife and they're really into letterbox and they're like, let me follow you. And I was like, no, <laughs> you cannot follow me. But they talked me into it. And literally the last movie I had watched was Bobbleheads, the movie starring Brenda Song. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I didn't know my Spotify was public and I got a friend from my text and she was like, I can tell that you've been listening to the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack 48 times. Oh my gosh. I got a text from our college roommate when we were all still living together. I didn't know you could see what I was listening to on Spotify. And she just, I found out because she just sent me a picture of me listening to um, the Ratatouille soundtrack. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, love soundtracks. I would to, study yeah. to them. Yeah. Exactly. Guys, if you're stressed out, try studying uh, to the backdrop of Hawaiian music. I mean, yeah. or French, French, French rat music tune, French rat music. You also, I just have to say, cause I know you're going to listen to this back and you're going to wish I had said something. You accidentally said you got a friend from your text, <laughs> <laughs> but keep it in. I just know that you're going to want some attention, you know, called to it. You so. know what? Try to correct me. Try to correct me. <laughs> I got a friend from my text. It was cute. I liked it. Ah, well, I like you. Thanks Aww. for podcasting with me <laughs> and thanks, thanks for, for listening. <laughs> thanks for spending your life with me. Well, I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this has been History Duff Presents Brenda's Song, Part One. Woohoo! Yahoo! <laughs>